gamers, hit pause and listen up, because a new player has just joined the game. Introducing the brand new Sony Xperia 5 with its cinema-wide OLED display and game enhancer add-on. Grab yours today and score a FIFA 20 PS4 bundle on us, exclusively at Vodafone. Available now on our new and limited data plans with the UK's best mobile network. The future is exciting. Ready? Vodafone. Max download speed applies to unlimited data. Free bundle while stocks last. Terms and verification at vodafone.co.uk slash unlimited. This podcast is part of the famous original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Welcome to episode 95 of Dumb All Over, recording from the state that got left back in middle school, Pennsylvania, and the not-so-secret layer of New York. This is a progressive podcast of brash opinions on politics, religion, and pop culture, and we're always under the influence of craft beer. Maybe not always. On today's episode, we will talk about the California fires, some election updates, some funny-as-hell Trump stories. Michael Avenatti, or Avenatti, <laughs> and <Wow>. Macron. <laughs> we will then talk to Tom Prigg as he tells us about an awesome project that he's working on that could change politics in Pennsylvania forever. It's and then called we Skynet. Your... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just kidding. No, it's not. And then we answer your questions on the Twitter sphere. As always, uh, well, not as always recently. There's a lot of non-Tom episodes recently, but hey, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> and joining me is the one one person who has actually been in every single episode so <laughs> far. true. Austin. Hey, what's up, Tom? I'm like a recurring character at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Badger from Breaking well, Bad. I mean, to, fair, you're, to be fair, you're always you. You're just not always here. <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> My presence is always with the podcast, yeah, though. Yeah. My heart goes out. <laughs> hey, good, good job, Austin, last week, filling in. Um, I guess I guess we're going with I needed rest. Sure. <laughs> yes, that's, yeah. Not that's that my cat ate with. my fucking cord, so my microphone wasn't working. Nah, yeah. No, no, not that. By the way, my stupid cat ate my fucking cord, and that's okay. Well, Tom's giving up the ghost. The What? <laughs> Never mind. It's a colloquial phrase. Go ahead. Keep going. A what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand um, any of the words. What is going on? What words are these? Austin, are you drinking something today? I am. Good. I'm not until Tom Prigg's uh, segment. Oh, that's right. Which, by the way, we recorded a few days ago, so I had to drink back then. Now I'm actually not drinking anything today. So, Austin, what are you drinking? I am drinking a wonderful chocolate peanut butter porter from the great people at Duclaw. Oh, sweet so baby good. Jesus. Yep. Sweet baby Jesus. What a good. I believe it's Tom's favorite. Beer. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's one of. I, I don't think I have a favorite anymore. A classic I, full-bodied robust so porter good. with so a smooth good. dry finish and just enough hops to balance aromas and flavors of roasted malt, chocolate, 
and peanut butter. So rich that just one sip and you will exclaim, sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> well, well, I may have an erection. <laughs> well, you should, you should really be worried if you're not sure. <laughs> Which is really, <laughs> well, there, there's that. Um, now, I'll tell you this. I finally introduced my or, uh, the podcast to my good friend Christian, who's probably going to be listening Christian to this Cinema? episode. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Not Christian Cinema. Uh, that's Christian Cinema, that's right. Uh, he is a craft beer snob, oh. and... I've mentioned Sweet Baby Jesus to him, and he does not like it. He doesn't. He doesn't like anything that's mainstream, uh, for the most part. Oh, that's mainstream. But he he does. He does have really good taste in craft beer, though, for a good reason. But uh, hey, Christian, shout out. Um, I think that's 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 what I wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm on my second energy drink of the day. So I'm a little bit wired oh boy. in a way that I'm not used to be. Okay. Um, pretty sure my heart is racing at like 200 beats a second. I know. That- I like. I like how you tried to replace alcohol with energy drinks. Do you think that's better? Yeah. Somehow? <laughs> it is. Yeah. I don't know. All I've seen is that you know, like, drinks Shh. in moderation help you relax, and actually are good for you. Energy drinks makes your heart get explode. shit done. <laughs> I get shit done when I'm on energy drinks. Yeah, I really until do. your heart explodes. I don't care. <laughs> I, don't I mean, at least switch to coffee. I had coffee as coffee, well. <laughs> oh my god! Somebody call the cardiologist quickly now, quickly. <laughs> I had a big cup of coffee this morning, and then an energy drink on my way home, and I'm ha- I just cracked one open now. Oh my god, um, Tom. Yeah, I know it's a little bit much, but. Well, listen, if I stop responding halfway through the podcast, you know it's over and Austin's the permanent permanent host and then I guess you just got to find a co-host. Probably Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Let us not waste any more time. We have a lot of things to cover and then we want to get to Tom Prick. So yeah. um, without further ado, let's enter the Trump Report. Have I done a good job? Have I done a good job? Not at all. Probably the least of anybody you've ever met. There's nobody that understands the horror better than me. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. I'm not I'm not sure what accent that was. Yeah, I was gonna I'm say not... that definitely threw me for a loop. Yeah. But well, it made it more pleasant here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Did it? Really? Uh, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with the biggest of Trump news, and this is actually not Trump related at all. It's about a California wildfire. Um not a nickname for Trump. Not a nickname. But no. <laughs> uh, apparently, this is a big fire uh, in the best possible words that I can big imagine. Fire. Big, big fire. Huge fire. It's so huge. It's fire. Apparently, it was started at a campfire or by a campfire. Uh, 130 people are still unaccounted for. There are uh, 59 confirmed deaths Wow! right now. 59. Uh, California officials say they have identified most of the 59 people known to have died in the wildfires that started a week ago. Uh, Searchers recovered eight more victims of the Camp Fire. Wait, that's the camp's name? Camp Fire? Mm, No, that can't be it. It says, in quotes, the Camp Fire north of Sacramento on Wednesday, uh, along with a third victim of the Woosley Fire. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I oh no, I'm I I think I get it. 
Let's redo this paragraph here. Okay. The, the way it's worded was just really confusing because they capitalized campfire to make it look like a noun. That's why I was confused by that. Well, I mean, even if it's not capitalized, it's still a noun. <laughs> I mean, they made it look like a proper noun. Uh, proper noun. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's redo this. Uh, <laughs> Conjunction, junction. Uh, we need more Schoolhouse Rock, Tom. <laughs> you know, that was written by a guy. Who, uh, the music was written by a guy who lived in Strasbourg. Did not know that. Yeah, fun schoolhouse Thanks. rock fact. <laughs> Very good. Now, now let's redo this paragraph. <laughs> and welcome to school ha- examining schoolhouse rock, the podcast. <laughs> Jesus. California officials said they have identified most of the 59 people known to have died in the wildfires started a week ago. Searchers recovered eight more victims of the uh, campfire north of Sacramento. On Wednesday, along with a third victim of the Woolsey, 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 Woolsey fire near Los Angeles. I'm so sorry, Los Angeles. <laughs> in the campfire, 130 other people are still unaccounted for. The blaze has destroyed nearly 9,000 homes and forced at least 52,000 people to evacuate. The Glenn Beck's Glenn Beck's media outlet, The Blaze, did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he was in the building at least. That would at least sort of make well, it. Well, I mean, uh, it's done. It. It's performed so poorly, it has gone down in flames. So I guess that was <laughs> oh, an appropriate name for it. Um, this isn't in the article, but I did read that one or two of the houses that were destroyed: Miley Cyrus and uh, Gerard Butler. Both of their uh, mansions were, were burned down. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> Wait, just, you're not going to say poor Miley Cyrus? No. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Miley Cyrus, I guess. (laughs) Um, There's another thing, too, that's going around with this fire. Um, Apparently, the the uber-rich people that are in this area are paying private firefighters to defend their homes, while (laughs) all the other houses are just being burned down. Excuse me, Guillaume. I need you to put the fire out of my house (laughs) and make sure you avoid the poor people's houses. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want any of my water, the water I bought and I paid for, to touch a poor person's house. (laughs) Meanwhile, the state of California has decided, you know who would be good at fighting fires? Prisoners. And we'll pay them like a dollar an hour. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Which is a lot more than they normally get paid. So it's like. It's like, wow, progressive agenda there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. like just basic (laughs) slavery is very progressive. California has since issued a warning about air quality, uh, and fundraisers have brought in more than $1 million. Um, There are even more casualties where a firefighter has apparently been hit by a fucking car. It's like, this is a disaster. Yes, but Billy Joel wants to assure you that he didn't start the fire, so... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there is there's a lot of pictures I'm, I'm just scrolling through as we're talking about this and there are some really scary and sad pictures the blaze oh, no, it looks, looks like the apocalypse out there yeah it really does it really does look this um, wouldn't have happened if it weren't for california's poor management of unknowable natural disasters hmm. stupid california mm-hmm, what were they mm-hmm. thinking not managing the fire they didn't know what happened well, that's very true, and of course, it happened in a liberal state. If it, if, do you see fires happening in Texas? No, you don't see. Yeah, you see droughts, but droughts are actually a good thing. They're really good. Fuck the environment. <laughs> and sometimes there's hurricanes, and when there's hurricanes, we should help. Fires, no. So, no, no, no. Say with me, hurricanes. Hurricanes, yes. 
Hurricanes, no. Fires, no. Fires, no. <laughs> well, Wait, it depends it, on where the hurricane is. <laughs> <laughs> if, it's, if it goes where a lot of brown and black people are, let's be honest. No one really cares. We're not going there. The kids. But if it's North Carolina, <laughs> I want the military to go there and protect everybody with guns here's, here's and how it rifles. Works. Here's how it works. If it's in a swing state, it's our biggest priority. <laughs> if it's in a red state, it's also a priority. And if it's not a state at all, well, fuck it. <sighs> I wish that wasn't as true as it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah, wish I it wasn't. Uh, well, this fire looks like it's going to last for quite a while, so I, I wouldn't even be surprised if we if we uh, have to update you next week on this. These uh, wildfires typically do last a long time, and this one does not seem like it's going to stop anytime soon um there's problems there even more problems going on there's looting and stuff like that going on unbelievable i know i know it's like total it's chaos they don't up call there. it looting when white people do it no no, no. what do they call it survival yeah, survival yeah. <laughs> it's survival um uh, yeah you're right because this is a story about two black men it's funny see um I told yeah. you there you go so, hey, if you're in California, you're near it. First of all, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. You should be running for your fucking life. But Run. if you are safe Stay enough, safe. hopefully everything is okay for you up there in uh, California. Hope this ends pretty soon. Um, let us move on to another update here. Oh, okay. Uh, some political updates. Um, well, should we start with the House or the Senate? You pick, Austin. Uh, let's start with the House. The House. Uh, a very quiet runoff voting result occurred just today uh, where Democrat Jared Golden has defeated Republican uh, Bruce Polquin in Maine's 2nd District's house race. Take flipping that, the seat. Bruce, whatever your name is. Polquin. 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 Polquin? Polquin? Yeah. You get it. <laughs> yes, very um, much. Fl- flipping the seat after the state calculated its ranked choice of voting results. Now, Austin and I off off air uh, looked up this Jared Golden because who? Uh, and believe it or not. <laughs> I believe he's one of he's, the Golden Girls. <laughs> uh, maybe one day. He's only like 36. So not yet. <laughs> he can't be just yet. And Somehow he has to get Betty White will still be alive. <laughs> she will. Yeah. she's. I mean, she's already 400. Um the only person that I think is older than her is Pat, Pat Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. the only person. Um, but we looked up uh, Jared Golden, and from the the things that we saw, he is a progressive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's for universal health care. He's for uh, uh, free state college. I mean, I never heard of him before. I don't know if you have Austin, but uh, no, I don't think so. No, no, uh, young guy. So he potential that he could be in in office for quite a while, and most importantly, it's another flipped seat. So that means that the uh, Democrats have now picked up thirty three House seats in two thousand eighteen, huh. with seven races still undecided, which the Democrats lead five of those seven wow. seats. Wow! So, so that's like that, a net gain of thirty eight seats. Is that what you're it saying? Could, could be. Yeah. It, it could be. Which is funny because when we were talking about this uh, originally, the the uh, like the initial um, thought was that the Democrats could pick anywhere up from forty to fifty seats, and we were like, "No, no, it can't be." If they hit thirty-eight, that's pretty damn close. Yeah, to that's 40. pretty close. Yeah. So it's actually turned out to be a pretty decent blue wave after all, at least in the House. Um, uh, excuse obviously. me. Excuse me. Yes. This Go wouldn't ahead. have happened if the Democrats didn't get in line 
and vote, oh, yeah. and then go back to their cars oh, hold and on. change into Marcho Grouch costumes, we, and then go we, back and vote again. We will get to that. Okay. Thank <laughs> you. Will. Finally, somebody's Don't. addressing the real issues. Well, not yet, because then, after that good news, there's even more good news. Sort of. Not as good news, okay. <laughs> because the Democrat that won this race is half a Democrat? I don't know. Um, you remember a guy named John McCain? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure you remember. That's all. Well, his seat because he he did. Um, his seat was up for <laughs> was up for election, and it was obviously held by a Republican. But there was no incumbent because, again, reiterate, he's dead. So the race was between Republican Martha McSally and Democrat Kirsten Cinema, where Austin's joke of Christian cinema came in before. Um, that was also a delayed race as they were recounting votes. And just, we'll start with Trump in this one because Trump tweeted Finally. out in, in response to this election, uh, this race in, uh, specifically, just out in Arizona, signatures don't match. Electoral corruption. Call for a new election? We must protect democracy. Uh, that's not and, how it works. Trust me, if we then, wanted to call for a new election to protect democracy, I think the 2016 presidential race would be a good place to start. Ah, <laughs> uh, dibs. <laughs> dibs. Shotgun. <So>, in McSally's defense, the Republican, this was her response as she actually withdrew and conceded the state to Kirsten Cinema. I wish her all success as she represents Arizona in the Senate. I am convinced Arizona is the best state in the country, and our Wrong. best days are still yet to come. So despite Trump's rhetoric, her rhetoric is, hey, I lost. It's her turn, and, which is a big change in direction between the two. Wow. Well, of, which course, is of weird. course she lost. I mean, even people yeah. in Arizona know that Arizona is not the best state in the union. It's not the no. best state. It's not even it's close. Not- <laughs> Not even close, and that was a that was the biggest line for political career. That's that's political suicide right there. Saying Arizona is the best state, it's not. It's better than is it better than Pennsylvania? Well, it's populated by most of Pennsylvania now. <laughs> that's kind of true. Yeah. Retire, they go to like they're not yeah. not as many people are going to Florida now. They're going to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Okay, go to Arizona. That's fine. I don't care. Um, so Martha McSally pretty much aligned with Trump a hundred percent of the times, and the reason why I said. Kirsten Cinema is like a half Democrat. I believe she actually um, aligns herself with Trump 50 to 60% of the time Ooh. as well. Yeah. But again, and this is the same thing as the Doug Jones, uh, the Doug Jones situation. You just replaced John McCain with a half Democrat, which means certain issues for the Democrats are going to go the Democrats' <laughs> way. But and I don't you know, gain if, a seat back. If you listen to uh, the donut Twitter crowd, John McCain was already half a Democrat. Yeah, yeah. No. Even though he voted with Trump like ninety three percent of the time. <laughs> no, yeah, not, not, yeah. <laughs> I know it's crazy. So, so I'll take sixty over a hundred. By the way, yeah, I, I know it's not, and this is where we separate from like those crazy progressives. We like we can see that this is a good thing. There are still so many progressives on my now questionably i'm questioning uh getting rid of my facebook account my second <laughs> facebook account because the progressives are more fucking annoying because they're they're like oh no he's just they should both not win like what how could they both not win that's not how politics works you dumb fucks yeah it's true anyway 
Um, so cinema is going to be going to the Senate. It, it helps the Democrats a little bit if that's the case. It doesn't matter. Um, but so two Democrats win, and there's a lot more to to come. I think you covered Florida a little bit last a little bit, uh, yeah. last Florida week. is still up in the air. Florida is still up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen. I I personally don't think it's going to flip. I just don't think history aligns with that. I think the times that recounts <laughs> yeah. have happened. I was going to say we know what happens in Florida yeah. when they have a recount. Yeah. So I'm not that looking. For, I'm Could not, you win the election for me? <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe it will happen, but I'm not holding. I'm no longer holding my breath for stuff like that. Because it's just not going to happen. Uh, uh, Florida, where wings take dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, George Bush. And if you don't know where that's from, just Google Bushisms and have and have a good fucking yeah, we had, time. We had a good laugh the other day. <laughs> we did. They're just so funny. And we even changed our our, our Twitter yeah, uh, that's, profile. That's our that's our, uh, that's our catchphrase now. <laughs> it is. Where wings it is. take dream. <laughs> Uh, let's get into a couple really funny Trump stories here, okay. and one that a couple that you actually brought up. But we'll start with the uh, the conspiracy theory. So Trump went on to Twitter, my favorite place. What a conspiracy theory! My favorite thing to do now that they've banned Alex Jones. That Democratic voters were voting, then going back to their car, Bruce Wayne up, change outfits, yeah. and go back and vote. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, I'd like to vote. <laughs> Batman? <laughs> <laughs> President Donald Trump made accusations of voter fraud on Wednesday. Ooh, bum, bum, bum. Without providing any evidence to back up his claims. When people get in line that have absolutely no right to vote and they go around in circles, Trump told the Daily Caller, sometimes they go to their car, put on a different hat, put on a different shirt, come in and vote again. What? Nobody takes Nobody takes anything. It's really a disgrace what's going on. And people aren't <laughs> going to recognize him if all they do is put on a different shirt. <laughs> Hey, like, weren't you the one wearing that purple shirt before? <laughs> this is it's yellow. Like a, this doesn't make any sense. I could just see like Trump doing that, walking in, and the guy looks at him and says, like, hmm, you look really familiar. He's like, wrong. I didn't have a mustache yeah. last time I came in here. I mean, Excuse last me. year. I'm here to vote for the greatest president <laughs> in the world, Donald J. Trump. Uh, excuse Donald me, sir. So this me. is the midterms. The president is up for election. Wrong. Well, I'd like He's to write him up. in. <laughs> Uh, of course, Twitter is having a fucking ball with this. They're <laughs> posting a bunch of memes of characters changing outfits and claiming, oh, uh, Kermit the Frog. Uh, Kermit the Frog just changed his outfit. He's committing voting fraud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one Are you of my sure favorites. It wasn't is Jordan the- Peterson? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it was. Oh, shit. Oh, no. No, Jordan Peterson, you can't vote. You're Canadian, like Ted Cruz. <laughs> One of my favorites is this. Um, there's these two obvious like children, and they're in these gigantic uh, adult-sized costumes of these Amish people with these big beards and a hat. <laughs> <laughs> they're just standing like, and it says, "Excuse me, sir. It, I'd like to says, vote." <laughs> yeah, it says, "Please, sir, we would like to vote Democrat." <laughs> Please, sir, can it's I vote so some good. more? <laughs> it's so good. Um, and if you think that's enough. Let's let's find out exactly what Donald Trump thinks about buying cereal. Uh, finally, um, we're going to talk about the things I think. This is a um, this is an exact quote from the President of the United States of America, voted in 2016 <laughs> with less than less than the votes than his opponent, but you know, still won. 
Uh, quote, if you buy a box of cereal, you have to have a voter ID. <laughs> what? Okay, so a couple things stand out here. <laughs> Apparently One, Trump has never bought cereal. That stands what? out. What? He's so distant from modern society. He probably has never gone to a grocery store. That's... That's what that means to me, yeah. is he's probably never actually gone to a grocery store. Uh, excuse me, we have an issue here on aisle five. Aisle five, <laughs> I need to call the manager. Hold on. <laughs> this young lady is trying to buy Cheerios, <laughs> but she does not have her ID. What am I supposed to do? Uh, send her home. You have to send her home. She needs a voting yeah, ID to vote, buy. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. She has a driver's license, but she doesn't have a voting ID. Nope, nope, that's different. What, don't what work even for is us. a voting ID? I don't think they exist. So they nobody don't can exist. buy cereal. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> this is not going to be good for the cereal industrial complex. <laughs> oh my God. President Donald Trump expressed the extent of his knowledge on voter ID laws Wednesday when he said that buying a box of cereal requires identification. This, from, this obviously comes from the HuffPo. As midterm election votes for the George, uh, governor of Georgia continue to be counted, along with the recount uh, in Florida, Trump has baselessly claimed that Democratic operatives are attempting to steal the election. Um, he said, this is one of his tweets, as soon as Democrats sent their best election-stealing lawyer, again, capitalizing random fucking <laughs> words, it's so uh, the Mark Elias. The Democrats sending their best. Oh, wait, yes, they are. <laughs> Uh, to Broward County, they're miraculously starting uh, started finding Democratic votes. Don't worry, Florida. I am sending much better lawyers to expose expose the fraud. Because <laughs> I've been known for my ability to pick very fine lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he also says the Republicans don't win, and that's because of potentially illegal votes. When people get in line, they have absolutely no right to vote, and they go around in circles. That's the same quote from before. Um, and, and then he says, if, if you buy a box of cereal, you have to have a voter ID. It's just shocking to me that either either he just came up with it to try to make a point that is now he's just obviously going to be made fun of for forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or, are you buying Republican or Democrat cereal? Or does I'm he actually, actually getting think cereal that? for the green party? Oh, the granola. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> the non GMO yeah. Na nature's path, not nature's valley. Yeah. Um, but does he actually believe that? That's what I'm worried about. I'm actually worried about this one, Austin. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually scared. Oh, I'm sure he does. Because he's never been to a grocery store. You think he actually believes that? Yeah. Oh, man. That is absolutely crazy to me. I don't even um, think there are grocery stores in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Well, There are. There's not... plenty of them. <laughs> oh, there are. Yeah. Okay, okay. I didn't see any when I was up there for the two hours we walked. We walked right um, by one. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. did. We... When we went to the subway. Nah, I wasn't looking. I was too. I was paying too much attention to the cat-sized rats running around everywhere and the speed of the city. Which, by the way, for a country bumpkin like myself, holy shit, that city is so fast. Yeah, we don't we don't fuck around here. Like, come even the subway was going seventy five thousand miles an hour. Well, how the hell else are we supposed to get from uptown to midtown in like twenty minutes? I mean. At that rate, you might as well just hop into a jet because that was fucking. <laughs> it wasn't fast. going that fast. Oh my god! <laughs> Felt like it. Um, and then one more quick one uh, on on Trump. This actually comes from his trip uh, to France, which did not go that well. 
did not go that well. Uh, Emmanuel I went Mac- right up to Macron and I said, Menage Macron. à toi, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> <laughs> they told me that's uh, what thank you, Mr. Macron, is in French. <laughs> so Macron is uh, dissing Trump pretty good. He said, I do not do policy or diplomacy by tweets. Uh, French president, it's all, before I go into the article, it's, it's kind of a sad story to see, like, that's how the world thinks of us, yeah. you know? That's how they see our president. It's like, oh, he's the Twitter, he's the diplomacy by Twitter guy. Like, that's, that's really awkwardly embarrassing, <laughs> don't you think? Twitplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron delivered a subtle burn toward Donald uh, Trump on Wednesday, saying in an interview that he does not do policy or diplomacy via Twitter. Uh, Trump has repeatedly attacked Macron on Twitter (laughs) (laughs) in the recent weeks, kicking off his visit to Paui last week, where he joined other world leaders in a commemoration, 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 (laughs) what is that word? Commemoration oh of the one hundred. You can't say the, words <laughs> of the one hundredth anniversary of the end of World War One. So it's commemoration, by the yeah, way. It is commemoration, um, yeah. But um, one hundred years. I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that the one hundredth anniversary or the end of World War One was just recently. Oh yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Um, so yeah, he did not make friends with uh the with the president there. They they seem to be. They seem to butt heads quite a bit during this trip. Did you catch any of this? Uh, not a lot of it, but I, I've heard that they didn't get along, which is so yeah. weird after their hand-holding session they had when he was here. Yeah, yeah, that was cute. That was cute. That was actually really cute. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> He's a good guy. Uh, He's really good. I love him. So great. Um, let's do one more quick one uh, just to cover the story. We don't really have to talk about okay. it too much. Um, Michael Avenatti has apparently been arrested for you guessed it domestic abuse ah so somebody Um, on twitter said now he's gonna have to run as a republican (laughs) (laughs) yeah which by the way i if if this is true i you know it's obviously a horrible thing that he likely abused somebody um but at least it ends the talk about him running for president right and did it shock anybody it didn't shock me. No, it didn't at shock all. me either. The guy seems no. like a scumbag. He seems like a scumbag. Yeah. Exactly. Actually, you know what? Maybe my my comment is wrong. Maybe it doesn't end the talks for um, election in twenty twenty. Maybe maybe he just got elected president yeah. by doing this. We need scumbag v scumbag. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I if it be, if it goes down to Avenatti versus Trump, I might actually literally move. Like I'm not joking anymore. Yeah, we'll <laughs> I, move I to think, Jeremy Corbyn's UK. <laughs> yeah, well, by then, by then it'll be it'll be uh, fully his control. Uh, Avenatti was arrested Wednesday in LA on a charge of felony domestic violence for an alleged incident uh, on Tuesday involving an unidentified woman. The woman has been granted an emergency protective order, and Avenatti was later released on a fifty thousand dollar bail. He denies all the charges and told reporters he has never struck a woman and will never strike a woman. Now, of course, and, and it's always going to be like this, the center left or the center center Donut was Twitter. obviously going, yeah, going straight to his defense because 
he leans left. He needs a defense well, lawyer. Not really. Yeah. I mean, he just hates Donald Trump, and they hate Donald Trump, and that's apparently well, enough for them. I guess so. I guess. Um, but if he if he did this, which he probably did, and let's be honest, he probably did. Yeah. He he deserves the same kind of treatment that anyone else does. That yeah. anyone else does. Yeah, Democrats. So yeah. So don't fucking go defending uh, this guy just because oh, he doesn't uh, like Donald Trump. Tom, Tom. Yes, this yeah. Is, go, this is stupid. Also, we shouldn't be talking about Michael Avenatti. We should be talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's going to the Capitol and, and, and politely demanding that Nancy Pelosi actually listen to her for once. Two days in, and she's already causing trouble. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love every second I of know, it. I know, it's funny <laughs> because, well, first of all, I have to say, um, centrist Twitter, really, you should stop talking yeah. about... A young Latina woman. You should just you should just stop it right yeah. there and say you just stop Talk, talking. Yeah, but you should not be saying things like she needs to be quiet and know her role. <laughs> like, yeah, like to say yeah. that to a, to a young woman of color like that is fucked up. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, she needs to um, silence herself. <laughs> but you you know what's crazy though? She doesn't care. No, she, she doesn't get two fucks. And she and she will never. And that's one of the strengths that we noticed. When we interviewed her, oh yeah, way back in yeah. the day, she is just she is incredibly strong. Yeah. So any of that, it, she's it's not, not gonna even gonna fucking care. Yeah. She's in Congress, and the cool thing <laughs> is, she's probably gonna be in Congress for a long time. <laughs> oh, so I have to give my personal and heartfelt thanks to the 14th District of New York. Mm-hmm. You guys are awesome. I love this city. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I we're sending I like people Pen- like AOC listen, to Congress. Come on. Listen, listen, listen. I like Pennsylvania a little bit more after the midterms. A little bit more. Oh, because they redrew their racist maps? Yeah, and they went very strong toward one side. Although, let's not even wait. Let's not us talk about this. Let's go uh, take a break, and when we come back, we'll have Tom Prigg on. Our good old friend Tom Prigg, and we'll let him discuss exactly what's going on in Pennsylvania and and the country and we'll hear about his plan which we're going to do live next we didn't actually pre-record it or anything like that so totally happening right now yep we are professionals welcome back to the show uh joining us now is one of our good 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 friends uh, from the great state of Pennsylvania, making it two versus one, two Pennsylvanians versus one crappy New Yorker, <laughs> Tom Prigg. <laughs> hey, Tom, how are you doing? Good, good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Absolutely good. fantastic. Uh, thank you once again for joining us. I think it's your, I want to say third or is it third? Third or fourth time? I'm not really sure because I'm kind of bouncing between the numbers as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's third time, but I, I feel okay. like it was four. It could be. It could be. I, I, you know, if we were better, if Austin and I were better at doing our jobs here, we would know that going into mm-hmm. this. But hey, well, you, you know, I mean, we drink during the show. What do you expect? You know? Very true. Very <laughs> yeah, true. Exactly. Um, are you going to be joining us for a drink today? Yes, I'm going right. to do my old whiskey and coke. Because I'm no longer on the campaign trail. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> my, my Pennsylvania uh, um, Southwestern PA roots come out. <laughs> okay. Uh, what kind of whiskey? That's the, that's the important question here. Uh, Devil's Cut Jim Beam. Ooh, okay. That's perfect. 
perfect drink. Uh, Austin, what do you got for yourself? Ah, well, today I'm going to have this Avion Espresso tequila oh. in my latte. My oh, ice latte. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, New York really has changed it. <laughs> yeah, <I was> <laughs> Actually, no, wow. it has not. I had lattes when I was in Pennsylvania. They just weren't as good. <laughs> no, you didn't, you liar. That's good, though. Uh, I'm I'm actually, I'll be joining you gentlemen for a drink today. I've, uh, what? I know I stopped drinking for a little bit, but it's a special occasion. Our friend Tom is back on, so I have to do this. Um, I am just closer to uh, Tom there in the drink. I'm actually having a rum and coke. My old go-to drink. I had some rum in the cabinet oh, and some coke. Who introduced you to that drink? But I want to say it, it's some <laughs> Benedict Arnold who now lives in New York City. <laughs> oh. You know, we started out with beer a while back. <laughs> <laughs> Shit has gotten worse, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Every day. Every day. Uh, Shit, yeah, that, that was before they put kids in cages. Now we need the hard liquor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they justify yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I, you, you have to. The moral like, majority. Exactly. I yeah. Sticking with politics for two straight years. Well, I mean, for all, all three of us, it's longer than that. But doing the show week in and week out for two years in a row, it uh, it hardens you. <laughs> it's, oh, it, it's crazy. You know, um, you know, support a pedophile in Alabama. Sure. You know, lock kids in cages. Sure. We're the moral majority. We go to church. <laughs> where, is, where did jesus do that <laughs> yeah uh, i don't know uh, it depends on if he's catholic or not <laughs> oh yeah yeah i can't forget uh, the catholics in pennsylvania. oh yeah oh yeah. yeah no there's no history with catholics in pennsylvania that no <laughs> Uh, yeah, so now that I think about it, Tom, a lot really has happened since the last time we talked. Um, let's start off with something mild before we get into any more of that. Um, so we we haven't actually spoken since you or since the campaign uh, times of Tom Prigg. So tell us what life has been like after the campaign. Have you noticed any differences in your in your everyday life, or has everything literally just gone back to the way it was? Hmm, that's pretty tough. Um, I'm doing a lot. So I took two weeks off, uh, literally just two weeks, and then I started door knocking for other candidates. Oh, wow. Um, you know, supporting them like at parades and stuff like that and going okay. to banquets. Because I was, you know, for two weeks I needed to decompress. Sure. Um, because after the map switch and I went to 14, it was, that was hell. Um you know, I um, had 10% of my volunteers I had in the 12. I could only run for one month because in the 14, that's where the special election was running. That's right. Mm, yeah. Right. So that ended March 15th. Mm-hmm. Then for two weeks, because of, sorry, the call. Um, for two weeks, um, because of that special election, everyone was wiped out. Mm-hmm. They got their congressman elected and i say in quotes because he wasn't gonna, he was only going to represent till um, november and then he's in a new district so is that connor lamb that you're talking about yes uh okay. connor lamb that was um pa 18 okay. but after the math redrew would become the 14th okay and uh, the 14th encompasses washington county where i grew up and so when i saw the maps drawn and he and he literally went down and circled around his house i was like okay no. let's see what's gonna happen in 17 because there's no way like the unions and 
committees are now going to give anybody a chance. And I was like, well, hmm. And nobody said anything to me at this point. This is literally the first day. I'm looking at the maps. I'm thinking, you know, I could run in my home county. I know, you know, a ton of people there from growing up and stuff like that. Sure. I should do that. And I gambled that that would happen. Well, it turns out my gamble was right. But the thing is, I couldn't. I announced uh, the day after the the uh, special election, March 15th. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, um, nobody wanted to talk politics or even meet us for two weeks after oh. the special. They're exhausted, right? Yeah. So, and rightly so. But now it's April, and we have one month. Right. And basically it came down to um, who was the most well-known or had the biggest volunteer corps. Sure. Um, Adam Sedlock had run, he was in Fayette County. He had run uh, for Congress twice. So he knew a bunch of people and he had Fayette under his name. Now, this is really important. Fabiana Borio, who wins the primary, she's in Westmoreland. She has Westmoreland County. They have um, more than twice the number of voters in Westmoreland County. Mm-hmm. And all the committee's members, um, I say 98% were pushing for her nobody else has a chance and um i know this because friends of mine that were also committee members are talking about all the phone calls they were getting and stuff like that right now my paperwork even though i moved i moved back to washington county and i changed my declaration of um candidacy to that address they put allegheny under my name oh really yes so two of us had Allegheny. Well, Bob uh, Bob Solomon was still living in Allegheny County. Oh, jeez. So I moved back home. Yeah. So the media, um, nearly every single article talks about me being a carpetbagger. And I'm like, I grew up in southwestern PA. I grew up in Washington. I've lived my entire life, except for my military service, in southwestern PA. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get them off of it. Um, WESA, NPR. Mm-hmm. Um, was the first ones to do it. Then after that, I had to call every time and say, listen, I moved for this election. I'd appreciate if you'd fix it. And um, so going in, um, it was pretty rough uh, for a month. Wow. I, I, <coughs> and, I, didn't, um, I didn't realize that that was even happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was um, the only reason it was still worth it is because I got to meet so many more people. Right. I got to meet so many more local governments. I got to meet so many new committees, so many different groups. Now, that's that's worth its weight in gold. It really is. And that made it worth it. But as far as a campaign, I should just like, I just show us that, forget it. And, um, you know, took my experiences with me and worry about next time. Mm. So, it's um that that actually leads right into my next question and you just kind of alluded to it by saying next time uh do you plan on running again in the future at this moment um we we are planning on doing it again but it'll be in about five years okay and and there's a couple of reasons for that one is my experience uh the way i i broke things down i ran um sorry I got a dry cough from a cold. <laughs> it's okay. 
But I ran the campaign. I built the structure of the campaign around um, military structure, okay. infrastructure, the way like um, brigades become battalions, battalions become um, companies, companies become platoons, and so on. And the idea was so you can keep, you don't overwhelm any one person, right? Mm-hmm. And you also keep auto- autonomy for different groups. Okay. And but you're still managing where volunteers are going and how many you got and where you need to be. Um, I had this. I have this brilliant woman, and I say have because she's helping me on this next phase that we're doing, where she was able to create heat maps um, over the voting, the different voting elections. So we looked at 2008, which was Democrats win everything: presidency, Congress, and Senate. So we're like, okay, what did the voting look like when you put that a heat map over a Google map? And then we said, 2010, we lose Congress and we lose pretty heavily everywhere. Sure. So how, what switched, right? Where are the places that switched? Then we said, 2012, we lose the Senate as well. 2016, we don't get anything back. So what we looked at is comparing by subtracting with 2008, we said, um, the ones that were blue that are now red are potentially flippable. So this, not only do we got hit where blue is, but we got hit where purple is. Right. And purple is our main concentration. So then we would plan on making sure that we linked up with the different, I call them special interest groups, because mm-hmm. it could be veteran groups, it could be unions, it could be um, environmentalists, it could be healthcare groups, somebody. Uh, get those groups because once you speak in front of a group, not only do they talk, but you also get volunteers. Volunteers within that area know the people. So that was my uh, philosophy about how to create something going viral when you don't, when you're not a billionaire. Um, in the 12, it worked great. If the maps never redrew, we we'd be really talking about two different things. Okay. Um, and that was a philosophy going in. Um, where we did the purple and did that, where the area that we were able to hit groups and volunteers, we won overwhelmingly. Oh, okay. The problem was, I mean, I still, like, in a month, I still ended up with 6,000 votes. I think the winner got 14,000, and she had literally all the committees in a, in, in a very voter-dense uh, county working for her. So we're talking hundreds of people versus my 15 to 17 people. Right, right. I'm using this um, volunteers working, then working with this um, group mentality, this grouping. Right. So it is a multiplier and it does work very efficiently and very well. Um, Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, and what we're doing now is we're building a framework, and we're giving it away. And I'm giving a presentation next month. Do you want me to keep talking? Or yeah. Do you want more interaction? No, 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 please, please, absolutely. Um, this is you. So I'm giving a presentation next month on um, basically the skeleton, and then my field director. Um, <coughs> my field director is on board, and. She's um, going to do the heat maps and stuff, and we're going to analyze some of 2018 to demonstrate um, some of the things we can do. That's and awesome. I got some other things, you know, planned. 
But I basically want to, it's flexible enough. I want the committees to have more ability as an intelligence center mm-hmm. to help candidates and to help um, um, campaigns without telling them what to do. Everybody can work. You get these like guidelines and stuff and you get this intelligence to work and hopefully they're feeding back into it with they're like, where are you door knocking? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And then those, re- those updates then build it. And what happens is we become more of an intelligence hub of saying, here are the maps that we've drawn based on who's been canvassing, where, where we overlap, where we're missing, where we need to hit and where we shouldn't bother mm-hmm. based on this. Um, I want to figure out um, how early you should be door knocking because right now it's only based on tradition, not any kind of scientific measure. Mm. Um, How many volunteers you need for what kind of seat. Um, I want to know um, doors knocking versus actual human interaction. And this isn't recorded very well. I hope to change that because human interaction is what matters. Absolutely. So I think in 2020, I got a lot of people very interested in this. Um, I may be on a panel for one of the counties uh, talking about these ideas. Okay. Um, I'm presenting to one of my to my committee that I sit on now. So I think that's the future. That's what I got to work on, and I'm okay. hoping to have it up and running it by 2020. Okay. I mean, uh, listen, hey, if there's anything to it, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who was on our show, and she you know, she pulled off that once-in-a-lifetime kind of upset in New York City, she said, and she stood by it until even till today, that the reason why she became so popular and got all those votes is she, she went door-to-door. She went to every single door. They've done, uh, they've done little videos all over the internet about how she just goes door-to-door and talks to people instead of leaving a message she wants to actually talk to them so human interaction is huge and it's obviously it obviously worked in the in the case that you you just gave us and plus i you you got six thousand votes and you said your winner though the winner of your district got fourteen thousand and you only had really a month to do all this so uh i it's weird to say this but congratulations um we you know we were obviously pulling for you and uh it's good to see that you're still involved and um planning on running again yeah yeah and i didn't even know the votes until literally um saturday night we were out with friends and they asked me how many votes did you get i said i never looked (laughs) i never looked at the percentage i never looked at the votes (laughs) no kidding um as soon as i found out that allegheny was under my name i said well i'm dead yeah you know um and already we were up against so much and it didn't matter at that point because if i lost it's fine now I have time to work and help these yep. other candidates and the party. I mean, could you imagine what it would mean if we came up with a plan? And this isn't this is a bunch of us because I'm I'm meeting with an I'm meeting with another county chair next end of next week. I'm pulling all these ideas and these minds together. That's what's important is to pull together the people who can make things happen. Yep. And if we flip um, Southwestern PA blue in 2020. Can you imagine the ripple that will make? Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. You know, the, the nation for some reason has a, a fetish for Southwestern PA politics, maybe because we used to be super blue and now we're red. Yeah. I think it's doable. if We have a little bit more structure and we take off some of the pressure off of these um, campaigns and field directors who are doing everything. 
and campaign manager. Let's build intelligence where we're all information sharing, but not between um, campaigns, but among the uh, committees so that we can all take care of the heavy lifting while the um, campaigns can work on the fine details and where they need to get their message and how things are working and stuff, you know? That's how we can flip things. Um, I don't see that kind of infrastructure. There's a lot of other aspects to it. Like when I was talking about the special interest groups, uh, I'm working on this, I call it the spider web, on <clears throat> how we um, create a communications and points of contact within the special interest groups, not only for the campaigns and know exactly what groups are available and who to contact to get in front of them, but also um, pulling volunteers from them, even if they're um, a nonprofit where they're not allowed, allowed to be partisan, at least we can figure out a way of um, making an awareness so that volunteers from the group can help. Sure. Right? And th this is what's going to flip it. This is what's um, going to change. And I, I, think that's where, I, I think that's where you start. Um, all this get money out of politics. You know what you do to get money out of politics? You make it irrelevant. What does money buy? It buys exposure. What does exposure buy? It, it, it buys name recognition, right? The more times you hear something, the more likely you're to believe it. The right. more people believe something, the more likely you're to believe it. That's what money buys with exposure. What if we create exposure with it, um, infrastructure and strategy? At the bottom, at the end of the day, that's what this is. And that's how we take over things. That's how we start flipping things. And guess what? We can do it with if we can do it without money and anybody with a good message that people like can now win. We just made money irrelevant and it doesn't matter how much you raise. And guess what? No one likes raising money. It is hard to do. It takes hours. You have to do at least four hours a day of raising money. Nobody wants to do it. You want to get money out of politics, you make it irrelevant. Right. That's what this does in the end. That's a good idea. And it's, uh, I, I think, it, I think it will work. Um, I just, I just hope that, uh, you know, you can convince everyone else that it's going to be able to work because it just seems like it'll, it seems like a no brainer, but if I've learned anything from being around politics pretty much my entire life is that decisions that are no brainers in this country tend to get looked over. So I'm worried, but, um, are you confident that, uh, you can talk them into it? Yes, because I'm not just going to talk. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm building a team to construct things as we go. Um, <clears throat> so, for instance, when I talked about um, I had to get my field director on board. She's, she's a brilliant woman. She's the one who can take the data and build these heat maps mm -hmm. and, and give me um, this the idea to actually see what the field looks like. And her and I go over the field. And we start seeing these details. Um, so doing that, uh, finding the web programmer, because there's other things that we need to do as well to help coordinate and stuff like that that will be in a shared website. Um, so not only am I building the structure, giving them a presentation, showing them the bullet points, but I did it. And what's important for them to understand, I did it in my campaign. I did all this. I had heat maps. I was able to subtract. I was able to connect the groups. I was able to do this. Now what I'm doing is I'm just taking my plan and giving it and, and scaling it up for these committees. Um, 
nothing I've said, even though it sounds sci-fi-ish, um, with, you know, like 3D maps and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. I actually did it, though. Mm-hmm. And I have a woman that can build this. In fact, she's doing it now, um, adding on to our presentation. Because what we did is we met every week um, for a campaign for a um, year and a half. And we gave a presentation to the team. This is what it looks like. Because not everybody sees in, um, you know, graphical data, right? Um, so I think as long as, and what I also do is I pick and choose the most motivated people that are willing to work. And I, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the heavy lifting. The problem is nobody wants to do, do the heavy lifting, even the person that gives the idea. They want to expound an idea and then they want everybody else to do it, to right. figure it out. They don't have a plan. You don't know how it works. Well, we have it working. We already did it. We just got to reproduce it and scale it up. Well, it, sound, it sounds to me like it's easily going to work. Um, and best of luck uh, with that. And keep us updated, too. Uh, because as it goes on, I, I want to I stay in the loop of this because then... You know, when when it gets fully into effect and it's starting to change the way Pennsylvania politics works forever, I want to make sure that you get full credit for it and you come back on the show and plug it. Um, but now, before you go, um, I wanted to ask uh, one more question, pretty much just about the midterms and what your um, what were your thoughts on the outcome of the midterms were. Did it go far enough? Um, uh, what's the future look like for for Washington and Trump and all that? In, in a brief, in a brief summary, how what what were the uh, midterms like for you? Um, it didn't go far enough. I think there's, I think one of the reasons I thought the infrastructure idea would really hit home is because people aren't really sure what happened um, below the congressional level. Um, and a lot of congressional races were lost in southwestern PA. Mm-hmm. And um, people are wondering where the blue wave was. And they're doing that around the country, to be honest. I mean, only congressional races, I guess, and governors, ships really want But a lot of um, the uh, state, state level around the country struggled. <laughs> so the reason, so the question is why? And can you overcome it? Now, everyone says, Gerrymandering, and I think gerrymandering is a big part of it. But I think maybe um, to get around the gerrymandering, we need to be a, a bit more um, organized. Um, am I happy? Yeah. I think Trump is now going to have his hands cuffed. I don't know what it means. I don't know how hard they're going to go after Trump, but at least Trump is going to be muted now. He's right. not going to be able to cause a lot of damage now. Mm-hmm. I'm not so worried that we're going to go to war now. Um, I can see any kind of breaks being put on if he does anything crazy um, economically. I'm more interested in watching um, what the progressives do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what what's going to happen with the Nancy Pelosi liberal side versus the progressive side, mm-hmm. and that I'm really uh, curious about, but. Yeah, I feel I feel pretty good about it. What do you guys think? Uh, go ahead, Austin. Uh, I had a very, fairly similar feeling. Um, I was very glad that the Democrats took back the House because that, yeah, definitely alleviated a lot of anxiety. Not all of it, unfortunately, but a lot of it. 
And uh, the governorships did well. Yeah, the state level wasn't great, and the Senate was always seemed like a tough bet. Even though uh, Tom kept saying that. I was hopeful. Was I, was, <laughs> I was hopeful, but I, I tried not to look at statistics because they all proved me wrong. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so something that's interesting. Um, I know I keep it's like I'm plugging this. Um, <laughs> you should be. Stuff. You should be. Um, the Senate congressional races are won in rural districts, right? Um, they're they're heavily concentrated in rural areas, rural voters that tend to be more left. The Senate's are more, um, because they're full state and things like that, are more based on, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I meant um, other way around. The Senate is based yeah. on rural votes. The um, congressional votes, the House, is more uh, suburbia, uh, suburban votes. Sure. So you can, you can see that it's easier for Democrats to flip the House and the Senate and what I wonder is, is it not, I wonder if they go hand in hand state with Senate all the time. If you want to flip the Senate, you're also flipping the state. And uh, maybe there's two ways of thinking it. Maybe if you try to think of um, big Senate pushes, you should be thinking about concentrating on pockets of these uh, state races to make it easier, more manageable. And that bubbles up to the Senate overall on the ticket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, that makes sense. But mm-hmm. if you keep if you keep losing state, that's a reflection that you're gonna, or an indicator that you're gonna keep losing Senate. Um, and as a strategy, if I was breaking it down on how I attack it, I say, okay, we need, you know, if I was in the DNC, maybe we need to help um, these counties and these other committees win these state races, and that will help us concentrate uh, flipping voters in those areas. And that also mates to the uh, Senate. That's mm. a good point. That's a, that's a fantastic point. Um, uh, do you think that the Democratic leadership that's uh, in control right now can do or will do something like that, focus on state level? Do you think they're smart enough to realize that? Uh, I think in Pennsylvania, that's what they're doing. Okay. I right. don't know that they're gonna. I don't know that they're gonna help state. I think um, the goal was. And this is based on uh, maps, on things I saw when they redrew the map. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, this is a, they're setting up a Senate race in 2022. You know, okay. I, I was like, okay, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I don't know if tactically they're realizing, I, I, I shouldn't say realize because I don't know if that's true, but I don't know if they're looking at, you know, if we start helping the counties get more organized and flip these Senate, these state seats, mm-hmm. um, House and Senate, it will actually, you know, mean that we'll flip the uh, big Senate. I think maybe they're only thinking about flipping big Senate without right. the help underneath. And that's always the Democrats' problem. Yeah. Um, they forget about everybody they feel isn't, isn't worthy, you know, unless you're like suddenly on New York Times for some reason. And then even then, it's like, it depends on if you're progressive or not. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I know they're going for Senate next. I think uh, I think the DNC realized that they couldn't win Senate this time around. Let's win suburbia first. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats have to win the Senate, by the way, because, you know, it, it almost, almost on cue when we were talking about uh, the fact that Ruth Gator, uh, 
Ginsburg has a Bader Ginsburg has to stay alive. She falls down the stairs and breaks ribs. And I had the biggest scare of my life. I'm like, oh, this this is bad. This is really, really bad. If the Democrats don't win the Senate again, uh there's a very, very good chance <laughs> that they're gonna get to put another uh Supreme Court justice in and that that's a very concerning thing so hopefully they do focus on the state level or whatever but they have to win the senate i don't know if you guys agree on that or not yeah of course i do and you know what if you don't win state seats uh I guess it gets to draw the map for the next 10 years yes oh, I know. Ugh. Yeah. you know i mean the idea that state seats are ignored so much just and i think it's it's too fractured and they look at the country and they look all these uh state seats around the country they're like how can we possibly help but um i don't know hopefully this idea works hopefully um we can start flipping that and maybe maybe by some luck if it's all working Mm -hmm. it'll get some attention yeah absolutely uh, hey, listen, Tom, thank you so much for coming on the show once again. Uh, you're one of the best people that we know, and uh, you're doing good things. And we're glad to see that you're still involved in politics. We you know, we didn't have any fears that you wouldn't be, but it's good to see that despite what happened, and now that we know what really happened, it's like I'm, I'm even more shocked that you stayed in, to, in, in politics because I know I, my bitch ass, I would have been way out. I, was like, no, I, can't, <laughs> I can't deal with this. Um, but hey. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Best of luck. Uh, and we'll have you on again soon. And hopefully you have some good news to give us about this program. Great. Well, thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, Austin, let's take a break. And when we come back, I don't know what day is this. Oh, we'll have our Twitter time. That's what yeah. we're doing next. <laughs> because it's in order. Believe me, it's in order. Uh, all right. Thanks again, Tom. All right. Thank you, guys. Welcome back to the Dowcast. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not the Dowcast. By the way, Peter Dow has been very silent recently. Has he? Yeah, I don't know what uh I don't know what's going did on he, over there, Peter. Did, did he finally block us and we're just having well, seen maybe. <laughs> Let's find out. Let's see what the Wow. But let me Is let he, me send uh, a message right to Peter Dow. And uh, here uh, I'm going to insert yeah. some sappy heartfelt music. No, he's still active. He posts almost <laughs> once an hour. He posts almost once an hour. Peter. It says... We miss you, buddy. Wow. Come back. Wow. Wow. Wait a second. Look at this tweet from Peter Dow four hours ago. Okay. Challenging Pelosi in order to make Democrats less progressive would be a colossal error. Who is this Peter Dow? Why is he Peter Dow? <laughs> Wow. Oh, wait a second. No, that sounds like he's saying we shouldn't challenge Pelosi. No. Challenging Pelosi in order to make Democrats less progressive would be a colossal error. Yeah. But- oh, so he, th- so he thinks Pelosi is progressive. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that sounds about right. That sounds that like sounds- he did. <laughs> That's- Although he used the word progressive and it wasn't an insult, so I'm just uh, well, saying. he thinks he's progressive. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get back on track here. Where, where were we? Peter strikes again. <laughs> um, I forgot where we were at. We're, oh, um, we were going to our uh, closing thoughts. 
No, we weren't. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we weren't. <laughs> I'm what pretty sure doing? that's what we're going to. What are you doing? The are you what, closing are you thoughts? To, yeah, yeah. The final thoughts. Final I mean? thoughts. The closing uh-huh. arguments. Well, since, <laughs> since you <laughs> fucked that up, you see, it's not that easy, Austin. It's not that easy, okay? And here's our <laughs> our last no, repose. No. <laughs> no, wait. No, no, you won't. Fuck you. I'm not even gonna ask you what you're drinking right now. <laughs> it's Twitter time. Oh God damn it. Did that as bad as the you did that to yourself. Hmm. <laughs> it could have gone differently, Austin. It could have gone differently. <laughs> uh, no, it couldn't have. <laughs> You're right. It was going to happen regardless. Yeah. All right. Let's start off with the poll. Uh, I asked you on the Twitter at Pod, which do you use, Apple or Android? Trying to settle the debate between who has... Oh, you thought that was going to settle it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But then it did. Oh, okay. It did. Yeah. Um, awesome. What do you use? Apple or Android? <laughs> <laughs> I use Apple. Yeah. Yeah. I, I use uh, Apple as well for my phone at least. Yeah. Um, uh, Apple did end up winning. Uh, it wasn't it? as... Uh, yeah. Yeah. 63% oh, to wow. 37 wow. Um, I, I, you know what? I really thought I thought it was gonna uh, be more explosive. <laughs> people, people really just seem to like Apple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah. that's 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 all I got from that is people like Apple. Well, it just works. And if you voted for Android, why? Can I ask you why? Because I've used my friends' phones and they they have Android. It's so confusing. It's so like extra. Like you're not cool. It's just complicated. You open up an iPhone, all your apps are right there. Yeah, it's needlessly complicated. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Even my mom can use this. Yeah. My mom is. She needs help turning her sound on her computer. Come on, Apple's all the way. Um. So that's that was the poll of the week. I'll try to get more creative. I, I think I got to that poll a little bit late, <laughs> so mm. kind of just push something out. Uh, let's that's do some bad. questions, shall we? Sure. Okay, we shall. Uh, let's go to uh, at Jesse Hoffner. This is a pretty good question. If you had any access, uh, if you had access to any guests in the world, who would your top five be? Rank them one to five. One being who you would like to uh, have on the most, politics-wise, not musicians or artists. So we talked about this a little bit a couple days ago, mm-hmm. uh, and then I ended up asking him, Alive, or can we talk about dead people too? He said alive. Oh, poor Tom. That makes your list so much harder. A little bit harder, yeah. 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 But um do you have your list? I believe I have a list. I mean, I don't know. It might change in my head, but Okay. Um But why don't, why so don't we do go want, each by each uh, you know, one to five? Yeah, do you, okay. Do you want to start with the best or do you want to start with let's, the worst? Let's I don't start have, with uh number one. Number one. Yeah. Okay. You want to do this one in unison or? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll let you be the spokesperson. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Bernard Sanders. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Was, no, I, was I wrong? No, you're totally okay. right. <laughs> All right. Um, for number two. This is where I'm interested I, to see where you went. Yeah. So I, I'm going by those who inspired me the most. 
And when I was first getting into politics, uh, there was a gentleman who was constantly pushing the progressive agenda who everyone made fun of because of that. Mm-hmm. And now he he did unsuccessfully run for governor of Ohio recently. Uh. But um, now all of a sudden he's uh, kind of like a looked at as like a... a a trailblazer of sorts, and that's Dennis Kucinich. I've Dennis always Kucinich. loved Dennis Kucinich. Um, I like it. So, so I picked Dennis Kucinich as my number two. How about you? Number two. So this is where it was very difficult because we had the argument about like what counts as a yeah a politician or a politics. You know, because he didn't actually say politician; he said politics. Politics. But he also said yeah. non-musicians are artists, and as right. we found out, that- like artists could be any creative endeavor. So yeah, it yeah. made it difficult. So. I'm going to give a a two uh, tiered answer. Okay. Um. So if it's strictly politician, I think mm-hmm. number two would probably be uh, Ralph Nader. Ooh. Okay. I've always wanted to ask him about a bunch of stuff that he did before the 2000 election. Right. Because I know some people will be like, "Don't talk to him." You know, 2000, blah blah blah. But. You know, he's right. like a big reason why we have a lot of very good regulation. So, yep, I agree. I'd like to talk to him. But if uh, if we can pick non-politicians, mm-hmm. uh, it would be Noam Chomsky. Okay, okay, that's that's good. But that that list doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Just because saying. if it did, my list would be completely different. Completely different. Well, the, the top three at least would probably still be on, but it would be different yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'll go on to my third, uh, and it's it's Ralph Nader. Oh. <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing. Yeah, Ralph Nader gets looked at as that third candidate guy yeah. because he was very, you know key in certain elections especially in 2000 now for that you know he probably cost us quite a bit and i and i i I acknowledge that but as far as policy and just same thing as what you pretty much just said as far as what he did before that he was another one of these trailblazers that kind of led to where we are today uh these progressive ideas he's been pushing for in a quieter way i guess not as loud as bernie sanders or even as weird as dennis kucinich yeah. but ralph nader's right in that bunch and i've always admired that I, and i admired back then i admired the fact that he was running third party and getting quite a bit more attention than third party candidates th- these days yeah. because his ideas were and still are good they're just not as popular back then as they are now like if, oh, yeah. if if Nader ran again now with the popularity he had back in the 90s, he would be a a, a formidable opponent, I think. I think you're right. Who? Yeah, I think you're right. So who's your third? Oh, see, this is where it gets so difficult. Mm. Um I would probably say You know, I'll I'll go out on a limb here because he didn't say we had to like them particularly. So sure. I would say Jimmy Carter. Oh, okay. Not not that I dislike Jimmy Carter. There's a lot of things Jimmy Carter did that I do dislike, but mm-hmm. um, but those are the things I'd love to talk to him about and how like his presidency really changed the course of history because he was one of the first presidents to be overtly religious, and with him it wasn't that big a threat, but it led to uh, what happened with Reagan and then of course with the Bushes, which is like. 
I mean, they were even crazier. So I'd like to talk to him about that. What happened with the uh, hostage crisis? How okay. he dealt with OPEC in, uh, during For the sure. gas crisis of the seventies. So mm-hmm. there's a lot mm-hmm. of things I'd love to talk to him about. And he's still alive, mm-hmm. barely. <laughs> Barely, yeah. so you better hurry the fuck up. And of course, I mean, I'd love to talk to him about, you know, Habitat for Humanity and all the... Because he's done a, re- a lot of really good things after uh, his presidency, I so... I agree, I agree. Uh, that's good, that's a good pick as well. Um, so, my... Now we're getting to the, the category where it's interchangeable, uh-huh. and I, I, I have so many in this category that could... Um, I I want to talk again to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, like we talked to her already, so this is actually kind of a cheat yeah. because we already did this. We did, yeah. But we didn't talk to Congresswoman yeah, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yeah. And even though we've reached out, and obviously it's it's impossible. She's one of the hottest figures on the planet yeah. right now. Um, but I would love to talk to her again and talk and find out what this experience has been like from not a you know not with the the, the big flashy lights and cameras yeah, and all yeah. that just us and just hey what happened how did this happen the, you know i would love to talk to her again we already know her policy and all that but uh alexandro Casa cortez would be my fourth right now nice but you my fourth would be jeremy corbin Ooh, okay yeah. okay okay is there a specific reason? Because <laughs> it's Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> reason doesn't need to be the man. The man gives uh, speeches at rallies that are big enough to be music festivals. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, my my last is one of I I think one of the strongest people in in the world, uh-huh. and I I love her, Nina Turner. Oh yeah, she'd be a great interview. I would fucking love yeah. to talk to her. She's so fiery. And she's not afraid. She's not afraid to say what's on her mind ever. She obviously is. Uh, she, we believe the same things as far as policy goes. Yeah. And she can provide something that maybe only Alexandria could provide. But she's going to see it from a female and a person of color's perspective. Yeah. And that, yeah. to me, is more important because you can't just listen to the people who are most like you. You have to listen to people who are not like you and get their side mm-hmm. too. So uh, my last would be Nina Turner. And and like I said, that's interchangeable. Nina Turner, I'm definitely going to talk to Alexandra Ocasio because since we already did, kind of, you know, I'm not sure if she would stay in that list, but that, that's my top five. And your final pick for this. <clears throat> my final pick would probably be AOC. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hey, some honorable mentions. I would love to sit down with Sean King. I, I, I think that would be another really fun conversation yeah. michael moore i'd love to talk to michael moore and we, we almost kind of started that process um those are just honorable mentions obviously but there, there's so many others that we could name you said noam chomsky as well i wouldn't want to sit down with noam chomsky because i i would have i'd have the fear that i'd fall asleep listening to him speak and that that would be very embarrassing so yeah. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I love his ideas, but God, he is the most boring person in the world. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Uh, let's move on. We have a couple more questions here. Uh, oh, let's move on to Doctor Ninja Monkey. Dan asked, "What phrase would you use to secretly tell your co-host that you are being held hostage without giving it away to your captors?" <laughs> 
What secret oh, no. phrase? Oh. Um, I'm a princess. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. If you heard me say that willingly, know that I'm in trouble. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hmm. What phrase? That is a tough one. Um. Mm -hmm. Maybe like the electoral college is a smart system. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything contradictory. Anything contradictory. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, Austin's in trouble. <laughs> or if you say, if you all of a sudden say, I like the Dowcast. I'm oh, like, no. what? <laughs> What? Yeah, that's what it should be. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite political commentator is Peter Dow. <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't on our list. He's politics, or is or is what he does considered art? Because he is, no, you know, it's considered no? fart. I think <laughs> it's fake art. It's All fart. Right. Um, next question. Let your co-host write something in your Facebook status and post it. Last one to deletes it wins. Ugh. Nope. I mean, I mean, I I don't care because I don't go on Facebook anyway. Do you want to do this? No, or no, let's not do this. Okay, fine. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> I have like people I work with on Facebook. It's not uh, people I, I work for on anything. Facebook. I wouldn't have said anything too bad. Well, no, no, it would have been it would have been, been pretty bad. It would have been pretty yeah. bad. Not gonna happen. Uh, is this actually a question? Oh yeah, I guess this is. Uh, yeah, he he even used the hashtag tour time. This is uh, comes from Wartrout eighty nine. Hey Ron, uh, Tom, have you been practicing your skill checks in Dead by Daylight so I won't have to help you fix generators the next time I play Killer? P.S. Why hasn't Austin joined us yet? Um, the answer to that is no. I haven't been practicing uh, because. I don't practice when I play video games. I play video games to have fun. Uh, so you're going to have to deal with it. Austin, why haven't you joined us in Dead by Daylight? What are you talking about? I join you all the time. I keep the to chat play. room fun. You, he, he does in that way. Um, <laughs> Somebody's got to man the chat. <laughs> sure, sure. And uh, I don't know. You should join us know. for I gameplay, I just think though. I'd be terrible at that game. Yeah, have you you watch my gameplay? Are you I know. I've seen how me? bad you are, and I'm thinking, I don't even know if I'd be that good. <laughs> 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 oh man alright uh, we have one more question and I saved this one for last specifically because we it's like an honorable mention at this point um, Stan Lee if you didn't know has passed away um, and I even know who Stan Lee is and shocking I, and for the dumbest I'll, reason too <laughs> listen do we have to tell no, him no we don't have, we have please to don't please okay. don't tell him I don't want to lose all the <laughs> listeners <laughs> But uh, I do know who Stanley is. Um, I uh, but the question I'm actually gonna have to Google. So uh, Doctor Ninja Monkey Dan asks in with a sad face too. Stanley, and that's it. Uh, favorite Marvel character. So quickly, Marvel. Oh my God, are you serious? Characters. Yeah, I have no oh idea. My God. Um, okay, so Austin, who's your favorite Marvel character? Oh, Spider Man. Oh, well, that's boring. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hmm. I haven't dressed up who as Spider-Man twice for Halloween. Who should that I was just last year? <laughs> Magneto. 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 Okay. <laughs> and he's a villain. Why would you want him? Because I'm evil. Well, I mean, obviously. Wait, She-Hulk? She-Hulk is a character? She-Hulk is a character, yep. I might just pick She-Hulk because of that. Um, mainly, if to answer the question seriously, I love Iron Man. Yeah, I knew so that I was would, coming. I, 
so I'd probably say Iron Man. I've, I've, it's one of the few Not Captain series. America. <laughs> Fuck Captain America. Um, Iron Man's one of the few movie series where I've actually watched all of them because I actually thoroughly enjoy them. I think they're a lot of fun. Deadpool, and now that I see him on the list, I did really think Deadpool was fucking hilarious. Oh, it was a good one, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Thanos, I don't... Other than Fortnite videos, I have no idea who he is. Uh, oh, my Juggernaut, God. You don't... No. Never, heard, never heard Juggernaut. Oh, my God. Quicksilver sounds like a chemistry lab, so I'm good. Quicksilver is um, one of the Fantastic Four. Or is he? Let's see. Actually, Cable I don't remember looks, if he is or not, so don't quote me on that. C- Cable looks like a crossbreed of a Gears of War character and a Power Ranger, so no. Ant-Man, that's just stupid. Ant- oh, yeah, I remember. He's Paul Rudd. Who cares? <laughs> like, literally, who the fuck cares? It's pretty funny. <laughs> Whatever. Groot? Oh, Groot's so oh, adorable. Yeah, Groot, I, yeah. It, it might be Groot. Iron Man or Groot? One Baby of those Groot? two. Uh, I think Baby Groot's yeah. the more adorable nah. character. Because, like, I am Groot is not. It's like, Groot. By the way, that, that is was so um, cute. That was Vin Diesel's best role. Oh, I've never seen the movie. Well, it was his best role because they found. <laughs> The perfect dialogue for him, where he just oh, says he, the same thing over and over. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that was even yeah. him. I've never seen the movie. I've just seen clips, and I love the I clips of Groot. <laughs> or Groot. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there's that. And that's, I think that does all the for all the questions. Yep, I think that's it. Thank you, question so, askers. Uh, yes, thank you very much. Uh, let's take our final break, and when we come back, we'll have the final thoughts. The closing arguments. <laughs> <laughs> Our big snowy show. I say snowy because there's like a fucking foot of snow outside, and we've only been recording for like two hours. And I just checked the window, and it's like, uh oh. I don't think there's a foot of snow here, but there is a there's a decent amount. It's not quite a foot, but there's it's a lot of snow accumulated in just the last couple hours. I also so. hear a saxophone. I'm not sure what that's all about. That is <laughs> what it's New York. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's always, it's like, every once in a while, I'll walk around and I'll hear a jazz guitar, and I'm like, oh my God. This Man. reminds me of being in the dorms at Berkeley. No, oh, jeez. Awesome. What are your final thoughts? <laughs> my final thoughts are boy, was this a week for Donald Trump? I mean, yeah. he is having like a mental breakdown. Well, you can't have a mental breakdown when it's already been broken That's down, true. but go on. Oh my God. I cannot believe, I cannot believe they wanted me to go out and honor veterans and get my hair wet. Not oh yeah, that's another one. Going yeah. to happen. Yeah. Not yeah. Gonna happen. He also he also uh, blames the Secret Service for canceling his visit to a uh, French cemetery. Uh, is it the French cemetery? The one? Um, oh, I where believe the, where, where, yeah. Oh no, no, this one was. Well, maybe where it was, was it? I, I I don't know. Is is it the one with the um, like the the very famous one with the white crosses? I believe so. Yeah. I think that's the In one. Normandy, and apparently he. Yeah, I think he canceled that, and he's oh now blaming God. the Secret Service for canceling it. You weren't it, supposed so to keep like, that a secret. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Um, I mean, other than that, it's fun. I know he is... Uh... Boy, did we even talk about him firing Jeff Sessions? Oh, you know what? <laughs> I don't think we did! <laughs> well, spoiler alert, he fired Jeff Sessions. 
And uh, today, I believe he said that Robert Mueller's team is going nuts. They're going nuts. And he's yeah. probably going to say they need to be dealt with. He's he's building a case to get rid of them. Wait, we didn't talk about that. That's really a fail on our well, part. I think <laughs> I did mention it in the last episode. Okay, good. Yeah. I was like, because that, that w- I felt like that was a, That's over a, big a week story. ago. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, he's gone, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the, the evil Keebler elf yeah. is gone. And uh, so, I'm curious to see what's going to happen there. The Senate is trying to pass a bill to protect Mueller. Um, but well, Turtle Face uh, Mitch, Mitch said, "Yeah, he, not he's going to happen." It, but then it? Jeff Flake's yeah. like, "Well, then I'm not going to vote for your judges." Well, yeah, that's the thing too, and this is this is right in the same week where McConnell calls for bipartisanship because now he's you know he he he's the politicians coming out of him yeah. and he's like, "Oh well, we don't have control of everything, so we need bipartisanship to pass anything." And then you you block a bipartisan bill to protect the special council. That's, that's what I said on, on Twitter. I was like. Didn't Mitch McConnell just write a self-serving and poorly written piece about bipartisanship? Yeah, exactly. So stupid. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right. Yeah, that's it for me as well. Um, thank you very much for all the support that everyone's always showing oh, us. Thank you, we Tom Prigg. Really appreciate it. Before we forget. Yes, of course. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Um, I'm sure he'll be on again because oh, yeah. we love, we love Tom. Tom Prigg. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, if everything goes according, according to plan, I'll, I'll spoil. This is your reward for listening to the entire episode. Uh, we have Sarah Smith coming back yes, on next week. Sarah Smith. So, yep. So, uh, Austin told me to get these people Our on, West Coast and I got them on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. She was very excited to be coming back on. We're, we're probably going to find out what election night was like and um, see what the rest of her campaign looked like. Yeah. And we'll find out what her future looks like. Yeah. And hopefully it involves staying in politics like Tom, uh, because we need people like that to stay in politics. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, so hopefully that pans out and we, we get together, which probably should. Um, I guess that's it. Right, Austin? I believe that is it. Yeah. All right. Um, Pre-recorded Tom, uh, take it away. Once again, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find us on Spreaker.com forward slash DumbAllOverPod. We're also available on iTunes. Just look up DumbAllOverPod. We are on all the social medias, starting with Twitter, at DumbAllOverPod, Facebook, at DumbAllOverPod, and of course, there's Instagram. And you guessed it, it's at DumbAllOverPod. We are also uh, on Patreon, so check out our Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash dumballoverpod. And if you're interested in buying some merch with uh, some special logos, you can check that out at tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash dumballoverpod. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. To succeed in small business, you need technology that runs efficiently. When you partner with a Dell Small Business Technology Advisor, you get advice, one-on-one partnership, and tailored productivity solutions, including computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage networking, plus industry-leading monitors and accessories. It's how they help your small business make the most of every minute. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800-085-4878. That's 0800-085-4878.